Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, and I am going to be joined by professional better Simon Hunter. Folks, we have done something I do not recommend. I do not recommend it unless, unless you happen to be working with someone who knows what he is doing, who manages bankroll like Warren Buffett, who sees the future like Nostradamus, someone who has the patience of a preschool teacher and a temperament to match. Only then should you do what Simon and I have done, which is, if you have not listened to the podcast, we took the $4,200, won in the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em Contest and decided not to cash it out, not to play it safe, not to put the money in the bank, we decided to roll it over, people. We rolled it over into week 17. We had so many games that we loved. We chose five. We're going to talk about how we did with those five, plus so much more. It was another winning week. It was another week of giving away money. As a reminder, Simon Hunter, professional better, has joined me on the podcast all season long. We made five, peaks every, five picks every week in the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship to win $1 million. We came in 24th. We won that 4,200. We decided to keep making the five picks every week and share them with you. Simon, my man, my companion. How do we do this weekend? Hey, Chad. Welcome to the playoffs, my friend. We made the it. show that never ends, my man. Yeah. It was a long season. We made it to the playoffs, the NFL. We didn't miss any weeks, man. They, they just plowed along. Teams didn't have And you had COVID. Seasons. You had COVID and we played through it. Yeah, actually. And I saved my girlfriend's cat. So I'm not only a survivor, I'm a hero. So just a good you're the year. Opposite of, you're, the, you're the opposite of Dwight Schrute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that. I, I, I don't want to be the downer to the show, but yeah, basically I put a decent amount of money we had on Ball State and uh, they won and covered for us. So we went into Sunday having, I think it was 5000 $489. And I told you from the get-go, I was going to put a thousand on the side for me and you. I was going to put Matt Mitchell's 400 on the side and I was going to do a couple of futures for us. So I did a hundred on the bears, which would pay us, I think, what is it? 10,000. If they win the Super Bowl. that's how, uh, that's how long shot the bears are. And then I did for our good friend, Matt Mitchell, we had a free hundred dollar bet. We got from DraftKings for going five and oh, that's right. I took that. I took that and I put it on a Packers and Bills future for uh, Matt Mitchell because Matt Mitchell said he only had one game to hedge. So I said, you know what, my man, we'll we'll do our free bet. So that's a hundred to win. Uh, I have to check. I think it was a thousand four hundred. And now if we do it, if you did the same exact bet, it'd be a hundred to win. I think like a thousand a hundred. So that's how much the odds have dropped for Green Bay and the Bills. I'm stupid. You're smart. Uh, you're very good looking. I'm not attractive. And then I did another uh, 250 on the Bills to win the Super Bowl, I think at plus 900 or 950. So we did a couple of futures, and then I had the rest left over to play with um, this weekend. I looked at it as we have one week here. I, I had one weekend to try to make big money for us, and you're not going to just do that. It, like my favorite bet of the weekend was the Rams. Like we talked about that at plus three. We love that number. So, yeah, if this was a normal week, I just would have put like 2,500 or whatever on the Rams, and we just would have just doubled that up. But we were looking at it like, let's just go for it. Let, let's try to win $20,000 in a weekend. And 
I basically just did a bunch of round robin money line plays for. So if you if you have a chance to win that much money and these games finished like they did, I, I like luckily I didn't tell you how much I'd put on it, but you were you were hurting because you knew that we had their money lines, but I was literally dead inside Sunday night. So <laughs> I was. I couldn't I, I, I literally died on my brother's couch. I melted into his couch and I just died. Cause we had the Denver money line and the Houston money line. And the 49ers money line. All those games came down to pretty much the final minute or 30 seconds of the game of us not covering those teams' money lines. I texted you the Houston-Denver games, not even the 49ers game included, just the Houston-Denver game was about a $10,000 flip for me and you. Because basically in those round robins, instead of going two and three, we would we would have went four and one in these money line round robins. And, oh, God, the Denver game was one of these games where the coach – I, maybe he was tanking it. He's or maybe he is this dumb, but Oakland had a situation where they had no timeouts and there was 20 seconds left on the clock and it was running, and it was fourth and one. The Denver coach called a timeout. They score. Now it's all craziness because they're trying. To Oakland switching play uh, Raiders Vegas are switching players in and out to get the right players on for the two point conversion. The guy calls another timeout on Denver. Like, so now he has no timeouts left in case his team does need a field goal and they convert. And of course they get the two point. He is horrible. He kicks a field goal with nine seconds left on the clock, the Denver coach. So they, I, I'm pretty sure they were tanking that. But the Houston one was sickening because that I love that position because we were playing a team that they don't have a first round pick. They don't have a second round pick. Houston wants to win. They're just that bad. They can't win. And we're playing against a Tennessee team that was just desperate. So I like the plus seven. That was the, the last pick out for us for the for the slate on Sunday. Um, but I took the money line for them, which was a big payer. It was like 270 or 250. And when you have that paired with other teams that are plus 140, plus 120, that's like, one, you know, 10 to one odds. That's plus a thousand odds usually in these money line parlays. So, yeah, buddy, we went for it. We, we went for the 20K payout. Uh Luckily, we still made two thousand dollars this weekend, so we took four thousand two hundred, returned into six thousand two hundred, and we have these other future bets um, for the playoffs. So, all in all, it, it, it hurts that we went for it. We had good reads, like we talked about. These all these games we took came down the final plays, like the 49ers one was just a sickening, and it just didn't break for us. But I'm happy we still have our money. We won, which is what I wanted in the end, and we made a little profit to play with here in the pro- the playoffs. So it was fun. It was a fun day. <laughs> It was, it was a fun day and um, we did things. So it, it, our final five picks for the week, accepting the, the money line and the, the money line around Robbins and whatever. Um, and by the way, I'm doing this downstairs in our office on the first floor instead of normally where I do it on the third floor. And my wife, who usually works in this office, is behind me right now. And I have the AirPod in. Thank God she didn't hear that like we were close to winning 10K or 20K because... <laughs> That would be, and she's not even listening to me now. So it's, it's, it's on point in that she won't listen to the podcast and she's not listening to me as I speak directly behind her. But the point is we had five picks. We liked the bears. That was a bummer. We <clears throat> liked um, the Panthers. giants, the Panthers, which was a bummer that we honored Teddy Bridgewater. He did not honor, he did not honor us back. We thought about the 49ers a lot. They were, they were one of the teams that we loved. We decided to leave them out. And we went with uh, the other teams, the Giants, who did exactly giant things. 
and our trust was finally rewarded. And congrats to you because that was our big balls bet of the week. As soon as we talked about that game last week, you're like, this is where you fade the Cowboys. And it was the exact right spot. The Giants had a dismal third quarter, like everything that could go wrong for them in the third quarter. Interception on the opening drive. Cowboys immediately go down and score. They had so many penalties. Like they let the Cowboys back in the game. Then they, then they fumbled on the last play of the game where they had broken a run to just seal the victory. Whatever. The Giants win. The Broncos, that Jerry Judy catch for 92 yards. I'm watching that. I'm like, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden the Raiders are scoring. And it didn't matter for us at that point because if they went for the two, we were going to win or lose. Um, and then what was our third win? I already forgot. Rams, baby. Oh, like the Rams. Rams was never in doubt. It's so never weird, though. Here's what's interesting. So the Rams opened as three-point dogs. And this is before the Kyler Murray news, everything else. Every single wise guy, every single person in your business was on the Rams at plus three, moving the number, plus two, plus one, pick. You know, on Sunday morning, I'm talking with Sean Corner on Convince Me, 11 a.m. at Action Network HQ. He's like, I like the Rams all the way up to minus three. How does that happen? How does like every wise guy see something that, that the bookmakers got so wrong? Cliff Kingsbury a couple different things it's like we talked on here I wasn't trying to put down Jared Goff but the guy is literally just worth nothing to my model because he's just seriously a player you plug in who can run a system I get why they hung the three like they had it up to three and a half there were some some books had six because it was like all fluctuated and they didn't really know what to do with the market that was one of those that we talked about the the coaching mismatch is what really just stood out to me People have talked all year. Cliff, Cliff as a favorite has not been good. Like we have the only game he's covered is the one we took in the competition, which was the Eagles game, right. which they only covered because the Eagles missed an extra point. Hey, this is Matt Mitchell, your producer and number one Cliff Kingsbury hater stepping in to remind listeners that Cliff Kingsbury has been a head coach since 2013 and that Cliff Kingsbury sucks. And here is how he has ended every season since 2013. 2013, he lost five of six. The next year, four of five. The next season, he lost four of his last six. The next two seasons, he lost six of his last eight. In 2018, he lost all of his last five. Last year, he lost seven of his last nine. And this year, he lost six of his last nine with one Hail Mary win. Cliff Kingsbury belongs in the trash can. It was one of those where it just lined up perfectly. And like we talked, my, my two favorite bets were the Rams and the Giants. And I also love the Bills, but it, it did get scary with that line movement because the Sharps were pounding that. And I was like, I don't know what they're seeing here taking Tua on the road in a must-win game. But it was, it was definitely a week where I talked about how there's games I really love. And we switched it out because what I was trying to give people on Sunday, which ended up backfiring because there was never any questions, well – would you take Arizona plus four here and all these different things because they had the lines early in the week for their contest. I, I love the chargers and I, I love the, the minus three and a half. And I, we talked about how much value I saw there. And so we had that on Saturday and I switched that out. It didn't matter because we switched it out for Denver anyway, which covered, but it was one of those weeks where you don't see movement like that on normal weeks, like six point swings from Saturday to Sunday and different things like that. And these sharps, a lot of them, they misread some of these games terribly like that. That Miami one really stuck out where millions and millions and millions of dollars was just coming in heavy on Miami. And it was great. You were able to get 
the Bills at plus three and a half and plus 180 on the money line in some books. So it, it was definitely an interesting week, but it was one of those where I got slaughtered on totals. Like I usually give out totals on Twitter and I had a good year giving them. I think I was like 65, 66% for the whole season, giving them out on Twitter. And I didn't give out any just from the simple fact that my model was really fluctuated where I had these games as really good value for unders or overs. And the line was way off. And I said, either I'm misreading this terribly or this is a week where I just need to pass like on these totals. And I didn't, I bet them and I got slaughtered. Like I had the under in uh, the 49ers and Seahawks game. I think they scored like 21 points in the fourth quarter. Brutal. Had the under in the Browns game at 42 Hodges or whoever was the key quarterback threw a touchdown at the very end of the game that went over. Yeah. So it was one of those weeks where, and depending on what you were playing, it, it was, it was a horrible, horrible, horrible week. But like you just said, we went three and two, which is what we are, baby. We're 60%. We'll make you rich 60%. That's where we live. So again, three and two for the week. I, I try not to complain that, that's a good week. Can't complain. And that's that, you know what, you have the exact right attitude we're not going to think about the ten thousand we could have won we're going to in, we're going to appreciate the 1800 we did win and that gives us even more to roll over into the playoffs where we are going to talk about sides and because there are only six games we're going to talk about totals and um we're going to find ways to eke out some winners uh again we are bringing back the cash fueled phrase that pays contest we are giving a lucky listener for every game we win this week. And we are giving an equal amount to the charity of the winner's choice. New rules on how to enter. There are new rules. So be listening right now. Go follow. Go follow at the favorites pod and send us your submission for this year's gambling MVP. Which player, which player from the NFL was your gambling MVP? Tag at the favorites pod when you send in the submission. Matt Mitchell has volunteered to go through every submission that comes in. I hope there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. He will randomly choose it. You will win the money. Everything we discuss, every pick we make, all the data, it's all available on the Action Network app. It's free. It's award-winning. Go download it. On Sunday morning, if you were in the Action Network app, if you were following Simon Hunter, and also if you're following me, by the way, I'm putting the picks in uh, under my name as well. Um, you would have seen the five picks that we made. You would have been able to go three and two. You would have felt exuberant over your wins. We also had the Washington football team minus one and a half. Um, so that was really good. Yeah. And it, it was just fun that we ended the year doing exactly what got us to this point. Just taking these ugly teams. Like the fact that we ended the year taking Denver and the Giants, two teams you swore off and you said you refused to play. And I was able to get you to play both of them uh, come Sunday. That's just the business. That's what, like, I wanted to do this with you and try to teach people that it's not fun, but none of this is fun. Like, when you, even if you have these teams, like this Sunday, you tease these teams down to minus six, these big favorites or whatever. It's always a sweat. It's never not a sweat. So that's what I'm trying to teach people. You take these ugly dogs, you take their money lines you will just profit so much than just taking these favorites where you're just, I don't want to sweat this game. I just want to take Aaron Rodgers versus Mitch Trubisky. It's going to work out for you, but it's not going to pay you better than a 50% clip. That's why these books are so sharp. They don't just give away money. So it's a learning experience. Like the, the, the home dogs, they're not always going to come through for you, but when they do, you just feel like a genius because no one else saw it coming. So we're, we're going to try to carry it over into this week here. Honest to God, brother, that's where we missed our opportunity. And we talked about this 
at the end of the year, like those last two weeks, we made the right calls. We didn't get emotional. We didn't say they were teams off the table. We bet the right numbers, the right sides, the right precedents, the right histories, the right trends, all the stuff that you're supposed to do. We did those last two weeks and we went eight and two. And it's the stuff that we had done earlier in the year. And we had those weeks in the middle where like, we just got tight and we went back to basics and we're going to keep rolling with that. We're going to keep rolling with that. We got the uh, big balls bet of the week. We got our hornet's nest bet. We got our foxhole bet. Don't forget hornet's nest is a bet that, uh, how did I define it again? Hold on. Let me, let me think. Hornet's nest, completely unattractive bet. Don't want to do it. That is, that is Denver. The foxhole bet is the unpopular bet. Very nuanced difference, but that's what betting is. Betting can be ugly and nuanced sometimes. Colts on the road at everybody's favorite, the Buffalo Bills. The spread right now is six and a half. A little bit of money coming in from the wise guys on the Colts. The total, 52 and a half down to 50 and a half. Uh, we had the bills in and I told you I need to, I got to get better at where I just don't read people's messages. I try not to, but like I want to respond to people if they're being nice to me, you know, like that's part of, of the business. But the, yeah. the haters, man, the haters are the ones that really ring in your head. And people were just burying us for liking the Bills last week. And I was just like, all right, maybe like, I, maybe these people are right. The Sharps are coming in on Miami. Maybe I'm misreading the Bills. Come on, what you going to do? Who you going to be? What you going to do? Who you going to be? Who you going to be? I'm not going to let it happen again this week. It could be a trap. Maybe they're laying a trap for me here because this is such a teasable number. You can tease it down to a pick now. But love the Bills. And this is one of these games where – Last year, Josh Allen, he kind of fell apart in Houston. They were up big, and he collapsed. Houston came back and won that game. And this will be the same kind of game to me, where maybe the Colts will get out quick, and then the Bills will just come back, and they'll beat them because we've seen the Colts just aren't a good team in the second half. But when I'm looking at this game, I I like the Bills at minus 6.5. And if you really do like the Colts, don't take the 7. Just take the money line. Because if this isn't going to be one of these games where they're going to cover that number, I, I could just see the Colts either getting steamrolled we're winning this game outright. So personally, I, I'm on the Bills side. We have futures on the Bills. I, I don't see the Bills laying an egg here at home in front of a home crowd at a 1 p.m. start. This just this just stands out as a game the Bills are going to roll the Colts. So I like the Bills here at minus six and a half. This is really interesting because I agree with you. And the Bills have confounded expectations this year ever since – they sort of laid that egg against Tennessee in the middle of the year in that random sort of COVID suspended game. Um, They've continued to get better and better. And like Josh Allen's accuracy has been fine. His ability to read defenses has been great. The play calling has been unbelievable. Like this has just been a solid all around team. Their coaching overall has been great. But one thing that scares me, I'm not saying I don't like it, but one thing that's scary is going to be one of our five picks between the 12 that we can choose from between sides and totals. I don't know, but Frank Reich is really good. And this defense can be more than serviceable. Like their stats are really good. I don't think they're dynamic. And Jonathan Taylor, like the Bills rush defense has not been amazing. And Jonathan Taylor has been lights out the past month. So I am a little bit nervous about ways in which they can keep this game close. And seven is a decent sized number. Tell me why I shouldn't be worried about these things. 
I mean, I could spin it a million different ways, but the main reason is just because my number thinks this is good. If I had this, I, I have this at seven. It's six and a half right now for the Bills. I think we're getting value on it. Okay. But yeah, if you want me to tell you, oh, we got the Colts and indoor team going outdoor. It's going to be cold, all, like all that noise. But it's, simp- it's just simple numbers where I, I know it's going to be the chalk side. I know everyone's going to have the Bills in their money line parlays, but I don't think this is the game that trips up those money line parlays. So I like this number with the Bills. And – I can't, I can't tell people to take an under on the Bills because every game they they play they just go over. But like you said, that's a high number and it's been coming down because it's it's late. Jan- I mean, it's early January. We expect weather up in New York. So right now, early in the week, I would lean towards the under. Uh, this is one of these games I'll have to wait for the weather report before I'd bet it. You know what I mean? I I, I can't play this number. So. It's going to be a rough morning for your boy. This is my birthday, actually, January 9th. No so, way. Yeah. So uh, hopefully I'm not too hungry. I can wake up early Saturday morning. I can make the right choices on my birthday. So I, I do like the bills here. Dude. Early January birthday. <laughs> Love that for you. You get to celebrate right after New Year's Eve. That's fantastic. All right. Yeah, It's a, it's uh, a fun two and a half weeks, you know. It's a great two and a half weeks for you. And it's too bad. It's too bad you had such a bad year betting. Otherwise, you could really go out and celebrate. Yeah, right. Uh, all right. So that was the early game on Saturday. What a great weekend it's going to be. Saturday, 4 p.m. game. Rams, actually late. Is that a late game? No, it's about 4 p.m. Rams uh, visiting Seahawks. Rams plus four. Total is 42 and a half. Shaping up to be a pros Joe's game. Pros on the Rams, Joe's on the Seahawks. And that's just – this is a sharp game where sharp you just play the Rams side because it's a, two teams that have played each other now twice. McVay has always played the Seahawks really well. Usually he beats them. This year it's been a little different where the Seahawks have actually beat them. But I, I'm all in on the Seahawks. I mean, we could get into it, but that's my team, sleeper team, the NFC East, I think is going to come out and play in the Super Bowl. I – I love teams that everyone's off because they haven't been beating teams by enough points to them and they haven't been covering enough numbers for them. And people are just off the Seahawks. Like literally the Buccaneers have jumped them now as a favorite in the NFCs. Like they're the fourth team now, even though they're the three seed. And I love that. I love teams that can know how to win ugly games close. And in the playoffs, I love these kind of teams with the Seahawks. Yeah. Maybe they might not cover the summer. They might only win by three. Cause that's just what they do. They're, they play teams ugly. But I love it. Everyone's doubting the Seahawks offense right now, and they don't really get how well this defense is played. So that's made them kind of change their identity as not a team that's just going to throw it downfield because they're just going to play slow, and play smart and just wear you out and eventually beat you at the end of the game. So looking at this number, I, I, I feel bad telling people to go against my brother and the Sharps, but I'm all in on the Seahawks. And I like it that it's down at some books down to three and a half now because the Sharps have come in so heavy on the Rams that Akai making his second start of his career on the road in the playoffs. Unless this guy's a robot for the Rams, this guy's going to have a complete meltdown in this game. So for me, I, I love the Seahawks in the position. And the fact that the Sharps are betting this number down, it makes me feel a little better because that means I'll maybe get good value here on the Seahawks. Hopefully it hits three. So we know for a fact that golf is out. We don't. We, we really don't. Maybe that's why it's betting bet down. Maybe they know something. And that's why the number's coming down now. But golf just got thumb surgery. And 
I, I don't like it. I, I honestly, if I was betting the Rams, I'd feel better if this backup was coming because I, I don't think it's smart when players rush back like this. Like we saw with Kyler Murray last week, he was out in two series. He took one hit and he was just done. So don't like backing these hurt quarterbacks, but you never know. Like Stafford played a hell of a game last week, hurt, and they, they covered that game. So to each his own. But if, if it's Jared Goff, I would definitely be even more in favor of the Seahawks. Chris Raybon will tell you, if you listen to the Action Network NFL podcast, he always loves the Rams in this spot because these games are always less than a field goal. Um, and Sean McVay is such a good coach. And look, the Rams have completely changed who they are offensively, where you've mentioned golf, but the quarterback just means less in their, in their game plan, in their system week to week. Like they have become a physical run first offense and a very aggressive defense. Um, but I kind of love your take on the Seahawks. So I can totally be convinced on the Seahawks. In fact, all of a sudden I feel better about the Seahawks than I do the bills. <laughs> and, and I'm kind of wondering why didn't you take any of our hard earned winnings and put it on the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl? I will. I, I I'm waiting for this number to keep getting bet up. Like I, I have them in a, we have them with uh, what is it? The chiefs as a Super Bowl finalist. Mm-hmm. And I should have just waited because we would have got better odds if I did. Because I did it last week, like where I did it for um, – I did the Bills one first and everything like that. But I only did 100 on it. Like I, I didn't want to put too much into these futures yet because I wanted more bankroll for week 17. So, yeah, I can I can revisit it. Um, it right now it's at plus 600 on DraftKings. If it could get to 700, 800, I'm going to pounce on it. Because right now the roadmap for them is they beat this Rams team, hopefully with a backup quarterback, and then they go play the Saints. And what have we seen for about four straight years now with the Saints at home in the playoffs? They, they screw it up. They lose yeah. to these teams they shouldn't beat. They literally lost to Kirk Cousins last year at home after they should have – I mean, that, I don't think they've ever recovered from that Stephon Diggs catch. Like, they literally went from that catch the next year to the Rams and the PI to losing to Kirk again at home. So, if, if I can have a position where people are still believing in the Saints because they have a great defense and they have Drew Brees and a good old line and Kamara, that's where I'm getting value because that's that's where everyone's going right now. Everyone's thinking uh, maybe Green Bay will lose this and the Saints can do it. But for me, it's just the Seahawks lines are perfectly. They can go beat the Saints. They'll go play Green Bay, which I think is a really even matchup with both those quarterbacks. They're both just so good in clutch performances that I love the value we're getting the Seahawks. So. I, I, I'm on this week. I can't doubt Chris Raybon. Like, tell you, it's gonna be a close game. I'm right there with him because that's how the Seahawks play it. But I, I have so much faith in this team that I just can't lay points. I can't take the points with the Rams when I'm just so all in on the Seahawks right now. Well, what do you have this game rated at? You said three and a half. No, I had it at four, and the okay. fact that it's down to because when it opened that's up right. at four and a half, I, I said, "Wow, that's a good number right now for the Rams." The four and a half for them. And the fact the Sharps have just betted down now and it is three and a half on DraftKings, it's just saying to me it's flipped now where I think you're getting good value on the Seahawks. So, dude, here's my question. What are we waiting for? Let's get the best of the number. It's three and a half. Are we going to wait till three? Do you think it's going to get to three or do we take it at three and a half? Like, we don't even have to wait on contest, uh, on cost, contest lines. So, Chad, don't get mad at me. I've already made a bunch of bets for us. <laughs> I don't want to know. Like, here's the thing. Listen, <laughs> you're my money manager right now. You're, yeah. You do what you got to do. You don't need me to make the decisions. We're going to go through the podcast. We're going to talk about the games. We're going to come up with the five. Anything else you're doing, you got to do because you're in control of the money and you're the professional and I'm just the client here, okay? I want as yeah. much money at the end of it as possible. 
I just wanted to play the early line values just in case the lines went different ways than it did. And like, well, we can bring it down to the podcast, but basically I love doing money line parlays because I, I, the spread just scares me in the playoffs because a lot of weird stuff can happen, especially with these favorites. So like early lines, we got great value on. We have Pittsburgh's money line at like 180 and now it's up to 279 because all the COVID news. Yeah. And we got the Saints. I think the Saints opened at like, Man, it might have been minus seven or minus eight. So the 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 money line was like minus three hundred. Now it's up to like five hundred certain books. So it worked out for me playing these early lines for us. Um, and we'll we'll go through all the games. But yeah, for this Seahawks Rams game, I'm on the under again. Uh, but after last week with the Seahawks 49ers game, I would not put this as our best five because that 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 under is going to haunt me forever. Because you never know the Seahawks when they want to turn it on, they can turn it on. So. For me, I'm playing this under, but I wouldn't put it as our best five. Got it. The under is at 43 right now at DraftKings. The uh, one thing we got to do, by the way, before the end of the show, last week we said we would tell people how we did with our Tuesday picks versus what we ended up putting in, and we forgot to do that. So at the end of the show, just have that handy so we can tell people just what our percentage was if we had gone with our Tuesday picks. Um, Okay, yeah. Bucks visiting the Washington football team that snuck in, although Ron Rivera deserves it for in week three, recognizing A, Dwayne Haskins stinks, B, this division stinks, C, if I play a good quarterback or a mediocre quarterback with the defense that I'm building, I got a chance a chance to win this division and get to the playoffs, and that's exactly what he did. He did for his team what Doug Peterson did not do for his team, which is these guys you. are out there. these guys are out there playing their hardest trying to win and I am going to put the best players on the field in order to do that. Doug Peterson had a different philosophy. That's fine. Listen, if that's how it's going to go in Philly, that's cool. The bucks eight point favorites <laughs> on the road at Washington. Unbelievable. You're one of those people you're on the giant side of all these. I'm on the side of competition and morality, but yeah, that said, but- that said, that said, I didn't give a fuck because we had Washington yeah. minus one and a half. So I was thrilled. I'm like, <laughs> this is ex- exactly what you should do. And that's exactly why I was telling people to take, even before the game started, I was saying, whatever the number is, you take the, the, the Washington football team second half, just because Doug Peterson literally earlier in the week said Nate Sudfeld was probably going to get some time in this game. And then all of a sudden all the defensive players were like, no, we're not playing either. We're all sitting out like resting. So Man, that was a sharp number by the book, though. The six and a half, they left it there, and they knew somehow that game was going to end on six. But, yeah, with Peterson as an Eagles fan, uh, that was my favorite game of the whole season. I hate Giants fans. I live in Jersey. I think the Giants are 3-17 and 17 against us in the last 10 years. So, like, it hasn't even been a rivalry. We've just destroyed them ever since they got their last Super Bowl. And – it's fun. It's reigniting things like guys who I haven't talked to in years. I used to work on the Jersey Shore where they're all Giants fans up from North Jersey. They're all texting me, telling me how much of a scumbag my team is and my coaches are. And I'm just loving it. I'm drinking it in because I got a better draft pick and the Giants didn't make the playoffs. And like you were just saying, the Washington story is amazing, man. Alex Smith, one leg back in the league, took a team to the Super Bowl, uh, not the Super Bowl, the playoffs. And Ron Rivera going through cancer, chemo, literally killing himself with chemo, was able to coach a full season. And it's the story that I love and I love that everyone else is so off of this team. This is by far the big balls better of the week. Big balls better of the week.
I'm so excited that you did that. I'm looking at this. I'm seeing every single motherfucker coming in on the bucks. And I'm thinking, do not doubt Chase Young. Do not doubt Alex Smith, professional football quarterback. Alex Smith, professional quarterback. We are going with the Washington football team at plus nine. Yeah, and I'm shocked you didn't say it. Your fellow old man, Tom Brady, his bedtime's 830. It's true. This This game starts right around his bedtime. So this is one of these where I, I love the Washington football team. And I love that last week at halftime, Doug Peterson and Ron Rivera shook hands and Rivera said, listen, I'm not going to show anything on offense for the next half. Are you cool with that? And you'll take out uh, Hertz. And he said, yeah, I'm cool with it. And they literally <laughs> just played that second half as vanilla as you could get. So everyone's off of um, Washington because – Alex Smith, if you just have a little bit of pressure, he breaks right now. He looks like he's terrified of getting hit because he's coming back from an injury. And they just played that second half so vanilla where they have this whole week to get right. And like you just said, everyone in the world is coming in on the books. Everyone's putting their money lines in. And this is the game I talked about. I think this is going to be the breaker of those money lines. I love this Washington football team. I love their front four. And we've seen the history of Brady versus really good front fours. He gets – that's how you beat them. You have to get yep. pressure on them. And I know they're saying Mike Evans is going to be back for this game, but I'll, I'll believe when I see it, the fact that he's done, he's down his number one weapon in the red zone against a Washington team who's great in the red zone. And the second, or maybe they were the best, they were the best team again um, for points scored against in the second half all year. So if we have a game here where the Washington's down just three or six at halftime. I'll feel even better about this bet because we already know Washington's going to play much better in the second half. They've been great on second half adjustments. So looking at this game, I'm going to take Washington with the number, but shockingly, I'm going to play this over. I think that both teams can score. And if Washington gets into a shootout, I think they can put up the points. Even though they haven't scored a lot this year, so a lot of people are going to come in heavy on this under. I just think that this will be a public play with the under. So I like the over. Right now, the total is at 45, uh, and it's about 50-50 on the total with the money. The money actually is coming in on the over. Um, So the wise guys are with you on this total. So is that going to be – are we looking at the over 45 as something that we like more than the Bills minus 6.5 or the Seahawks minus 4? I know it's not going to be something we like more than Washington plus 9. No, yeah, the Washington's locked in because like, I'm on their money line yeah. too with that one. Um, no, because like honestly, I'm so – I know we shouldn't be emotional. I had teased that over last week. I think it was like 37. They scored 31 in the first half, and that game went under. That teased over. So I'm, I'm scarred with uh, Washington's over. So I'm going to bet that personally, but I wouldn't put it as our best five. Don't get emotional, Bud Fox. All right, let's uh, move on to the Sunday games. First one, 1 p.m. This is a winner. Ravens minus three at the Titans. The total is, say, 53 and a half. Poor Stucky. Poor Stucky, man. <laughs> that, this guy's flying high, just giving takes, hot takes on Twitter, feeling good about his Ravens. He doesn't want to jinx them by – I'm afraid what he said. He went to Vegas, and that's why they lost or something last year, the Titans. Uh, Stucky, you can do whatever you want, buddy. I think the Ravens are probably going to lose this game. It's, it's been profitable to me just fading Lamar in the playoffs. I've, I took a big dog with the Chargers the first year. Took a big dog last year with the Titans against them. And 
it's it's annoying that it moved out to three and a half with the Titans because that would have been locked in for us. Now that it's down to three, I don't love it as much because now it is going to start shifting you to the Ravens. I can joke that I think the Ravens are going to lose. It's just mainly value because this game is a coin flip. So now that it's down to three, it's still a coin flip. You're still at least getting the value on the Titans where even if the Ravens are up 10, do you ever do you ever feel really worried with the Titans? Like it seems like Tannehill can get the ball downfield and make these big plays with these receivers. Ryan Tannehill. Don't mind it when they're down and when they're up. I feel even better because we have Derrick Henry carrying the ball for us. So this is just a smart number again. A home dog. We love home dogs here. We we have to take the plus three. By the way, I agree with you a hundred percent. Do you have a thought on the over fifty three and a half, fifty four? We have to take the over, right? I know it's an under game, like because everyone's going to take the over. But I'm going to be so mad at myself if I take this under and it's 24 to 20 at halftime, and I'm just sitting there like, why am I even messing with this? Because I I get burned on these unders sometimes in the playoffs because it is a little weird where you don't know some of these defenses they can just get out dominated by offenses so easily in the playoffs, and it is a little worry where. We had a season that was historical. I don't know if you saw the numbers. It was the most points scored ever in the NFL season. Most touchdowns yeah. thrown, most rushing touchdowns, all of that. So it, it's hard to tell you to take an under with these two teams just have such potent offenses. So for me, I, I'm going to lean the over at this point. I would say this is Foxhole, right? We're in the Foxhole. Let's climb down into the Foxhole. We are in the Foxhole in Nashville. We are going with the Titans plus three, plus three. Titans plus three. <laughs> I like that side. How could that not be the side? Meanwhile, here are the Chicago Bears. You and I, at this point, we hold a Bears futures ticket from in May. Then we hold a Bears futures ticket from August. And now we hold a Bears futures ticket from January. Of course, we are walking into a hornet's nest right now. And we're going with the Bears Plus nine and a half, plus 10, whatever it takes. Give me the bears. Hornet's nest. Be my companion. I'm walking to a fucking hornet's nest, all right? Now be my companion. <laughs> yeah, and I and people think they don't get it. Well, I, I should hate the bears. Like I literally had them over eight and a half wins. I had the eight, so I pushed on the eight, but I lost the over eight and a half. Like this team was five and one. They didn't catch my over ticket. I hate the bears with such disdain. But like you just said, 10 and a half. They're begging us to take this. This has been bet up so high. And me and you are going to be texting on Sunday, and we're not going to be shocked at all when the Bears are down 20 and Mitch just threw his third interception because he's terrible, and the Bears, they might be done. They might have given up, but we can't not take a plus 10.5 dog on the road that has a good defense against a Saints team we already talked about. They keep letting letting us down here in the playoffs the last few years, so – as a guy that's going to be betting on the Seahawks, I love it because then uh, that'll just take care of the Saints for us. But yeah, got to got to take the Bears here plus ten. But I'm not touching the money line for the Bears. I don't I don't think they can win. We are all over the Bears in this game. The total is uh, forty seven. Easy over. That that's in our five. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I had Great. this at 50, 51. So barring a guy, barring a craziness with COVID and the Saints don't have any of the running backs still or the Bears get hit. I, I like that over 47. All right, so the last game on the board right now is that Brown Steelers game. 
Obviously, this is like a COVID crazy game. Kevin Stefanski has tested positive. Other people on the Browns team have tested positive. The facility has been closed. The game opened at three and a half. It got that up to five and a half. I know for a fact, I saw on Twitter, you took it at five and a half. Uh, it's now at six. Is there a stop point where it gets to be too much and you can't be on the Steelers? Or what's your take here? Even better, buddy. We got the money line from... Uh what is that Monday, Sunday night or Monday morning? I took it for us when these, some of these money line parlays. So all in on the Steelers. I uh, threw it out to the fans and I would take it up to seven. That's where I have it at, even without the coaches. But I mean, I probably would take it at seven. This is just one of these games where the Browns have been practicing on parking lots and virtually for about two weeks now. Yeah. They keep having guys pop up with COVID. And what, we, what we've learned with COVID is it's never just one guy. It always another guy comes up with it later in the week or someone else is going to pop up with it. So NFL is just keep going ahead. I mean, maybe they'll move it to Monday. I just don't see it happening because that's a disadvantage to whoever wins the game. But love this number. Love it up to seven. Um, really would be shocked if the Browns somehow pulled this game out. Everything's just going against them right now. They're playing against the team that the, the second team almost beat them. So I, I don't think Baker can handle the pressure well. I already loved the game coming in. I love the Steelers coming in, minus three and a half. The fact that it's up to six because all the COVID news and the coach might be out, we still love them. So this is definitely in our five with Pittsburgh here. All right, so we've got our big balls bet. We've got our hornet's nest. We've got our foxhole bet. Here are the five, six, seven, eight that we've narrowed down some of these we've already made. So we'll put these in the app and let people know like the bets that we've made. Um, Bills minus six and a half Seahawks minus four Washington plus nine plus plus we like the over in this game. The total on that is 45. Uh, we like the who else? The Titans plus three. And we definitely like the over 53 and a half. We like the Bears plus 10 and plus 10 and a half or 10. And we like the over 47 in that. And then we like the Steelers as much as you can get until it gets to seven and then, you know, walk away. Essentially, did I, did I capture that? Yeah, like six is people don't, don't think it's a key number. I, I really do believe six is a key number because of all the extra points missed. So yeah, the five and a half, that was just great value that most people got that before it hit the six. But yeah, and also in this game, I can't fault you for taking the over because we've seen the Browns and the Steelers have been prone to big plays. And this is the third time these teams have seen each other. So they know what kind of scheme both teams are running on defense and on offense. But both these teams have been susceptible to big plays. So I lean the over as, as well for this. But this is one of these games you have to wait on the weather. Pittsburgh, they're right near the Great Lakes. You never know what the weather can be up near the Steel City. So I'd wait on that number. But yeah, buddy. Um, we can go through right now the money lines we got played right now. We have – the way I like to do I like to do two teamers for money lines. And okay. the juice might be a little high, but if you're feeling spicy, you just do three teamers and you get the plus 137 or you get plus 109. Depends on the teams you take. So for the money lines I stayed away from for these favorites, I stayed away from the Buccaneers because I like Washington. I stayed away from the Ravens money line because obviously we like the Titans in that one. And every other team, I pretty much did different variations of a two-team, three-team teaser. So the biggest one for us is the Steelers. If the Steelers lose that game outright, it, it, it might it might hurt us a little bit. But I just loved it, like Sunday night, Monday morning, after watching that game, the Browns. They're just not there yet. We know that Big Ben's been here before. Mike Tomlin's been here before. 
All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. We have a huge coaching advantage, especially now that Stefanski's out. Like, this guy is going to be – might not even be in the stadium trying to help this team out. I'm going to look at you real close today to see if you're highly conditioned and ready to go. You know what I mean? And if you're not, I'm going to put you in the news. We're, we're all in on Pittsburgh this week. And just so people don't forget, our, our Super Bowl, What we, we love the Bills. We played it earlier. Um, for the NFC, we like the Seahawks. We think that's where the good value is right now for Super Bowl and the NFC. All right, there you have it. Again, I'm going to put all these in the app. You've gotten a big picture of what we're looking for. You've gotten a lot of the numbers that we're thinking about. You've got some of the money line. I will get all this. And as lines move, I will put them in the app as we make bets. I will put them in the app. It's a little bit different than what we had been doing during the season because we were putting picks in on Sunday morning, which I will also do if we make any changes. Um, But I'll put them in as we go because we're not beholden to like DraftKings locking a number on Thursday and then us having to put something in by Sunday. We can get the lines as they come and as we feel good about them. So I will, uh, I will share that as we go. Folks, we are doing another phrase that pays. The winner earns $100 for every win Simon and I have this week. Of our five favorites, we will match that number with a donation to the winner's favorite charity. To be eligible, don't forget we have new rules. New rules. Go follow at the favorites pod. Send us your submission for this year's gambling MVP by tagging at the favorites pod. Matt Mitchell will sift through the submissions and randomly choose. You will win some money. Speaking of winners, last week's winner of the contest is holder of the house. Holder of the house. Please reach out to matt.mitchell at actionnetwork.com for your prize. Here's what holder of the house had to say. It's not just the points on the spread for these two. These fellas are handing out life advice, people. Points about marriage, relationships, gambling. It doesn't matter. You're going to win at the sportsbook and at life with this podcast. Be a companion into the hornet's nest. Chuck your big balls onto the table and make your bets. It's helping pad my daughter's college fund. So you know it's good. Holder of the house. That's a good one. That was good. And uh, just so I don't forget, people want to know the numbers for us on oh, the season. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting that. Um, so most weeks, we, we would either have like seven or six or five games we would get down to that we talked about were on our list of games we loved. So if we just stuck um, with those games on the season, uh, including even our week 17, I'm putting it in our three and two, you were 71.6% for the season. Um so that's basically uh, almost 10% better than what we did in the contest, which if you just do the math and the money that is, it's like, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of money. Um, that's silly. Well, it's, it's honestly makes sense because uh, we did take games that we literally were on the other side of. And sometimes in the competition, like the one that really stuck, sticks out was uh, we had this week where we loved the Ravens they were playing the Bengals and, Something happened. We were just like, oh, maybe Joe Burrow, maybe this kid does have the goods. And I think the Ravens beat him by like 30. Uh, so we had little things like that. We're on the show. We were dead on. And then come Sunday, we had flipped. But the funniest thing was looking at the team that was most profitable for us in the competition. Who do you think it is? It's got to be the Broncos. It's actually New England. 
No way. Yeah, man. We were good with New England. We were good at picking them and then fading them um, this year. The worst team for us this year in the competition were the Browns. We only won one time <laughs> picking the Browns. Uh, it was kind of funny looking through it, too, like the certain weeks where, man, like early in the year, you just don't know what team's going to really blow up. Like you talked about with the Bills, other than that fail Mary game, they've just been a covering machine then the year here. And if you had just rode the Bills, the Miami, and there's a couple other teams all year, man, it was a profitable year. So that's one of the things to be on the lookout next year is like we talked about Miami coming in the year. They were one of those teams that people slept on last year. We made money at the end of the season on them. So in the offseason, I'm going to try to find that again where we have a team that maybe it is the Broncos because they were one of these teams that are underdogs all year and they still somehow were like nine and seven against the spread that they're a team where they're just a piece or two away or maybe they need a new quarterback with Drew Locke. But there's a couple of teams that like looking at the end of the year that they really turned it around the end of the season that you want to kind of ride into the next following season. So obviously we'll break that down in the offseason. But yeah, it was fun going through the numbers, Chad. But next year, we got to keep that in mind, man. Just stick to our Tuesday picks and we're going to be winning big money. Big, big money, 71%. That is sickening. Donkey. That is just so. There's so many things we could have done better this year. We could have been betting these, by the way, just like during the week when we thought of them and like, and then doubling up on the weekend. Like, we should have just done that. That's what you got to do, man. I, I told you, yeah, I had you're a already doing year it this year. You're yeah, already doing it. Like, anytime we get done this show, 50% of the time, I literally will go like on my phone and I'll just do all the different apps. I'll just hit all the games for like a thousand because it's one of those where it's like, not that I think we move lines, but I've found every time we do this show, come Wednesday morning, a lot of these lines move by a point or two. And maybe Matt Mitchell can take this out. I swear your buddy, Colin Cowherd, listens to this show. So I've, I don't listen to this guy. I don't listen to a show or anything like that, but I had a friend pass along his picks for the season. Chad, this dude literally listens to our show. He'll fade us sometimes. He didn't have a great year doing it. But it just works out that somehow most of the time the five games we pick are his five games he picks for the week. And sometimes he's on the other side of it. And it didn't work out for him this year trying to go against it. But you should definitely reach out to him and just ask him, are you even studying football anymore? Or you just listen to our show and take our picks? Because Well, here's what's I, funny. I, I thought it was really funny seeing his picks on paper because my buddy sent it to me. And it was like, wow, this guy is literally lined up with us most weeks. Here's the thing. Uh, he may listen to the show, um, but uh, I also know we text almost every week what our picks are, and oh. normal. But normally, normally, I am. We're on. I'd say he'll send me six or seven games he's into, and I'll send back the ones I'm into. And you know, we, we might match on say three or four every single week. So he's definitely like thinking the same ways we do because he also he bets the same way we do. Like he's thinking about what is the public perception? He's thinking about contrarian, you know, he's a pretty astute football guy. And, um, but also we would end up texting after he had already done his stuff. So I don't think he's following our picks. I think we just all think the same way because he's been doing this for a long time. That's fair. It's just a little scary. I was just like, if this guy's really doing this, he should start throwing you some bones, man. Start shutting out our <laughs> podcast on his, his million dollar radio show, you know? Uh, Colin's the best. He's the best. <laughs> All right, listen, I feel like we did a full show here. I think we gave people a lot of what they need. So uh, for Simon Hunter, at Simon Hunter Tan, follow him in the Action Network app, Simon Hunter. Chad Millman, at Chad Millman on Twitter. Follow me in the Action Network app. Chad Millman for Matt Mitchell, our producer. This has been the favorites from the Action Network. Download from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Until next time, love you.